Today we are here with Pip and she's come on to talk to us about being a grandparent. So it's brilliant to have you here, Pip. Thank you very much. Delighted to be here. Um, so could you tell us a bit about your history with Parent NI before we start? Well, I was the, I joined Parenting NI way back in late 1979 as a volunteer and throughout the, the next uh, years until I retired about seven years ago, I was fortunate enough to be the chief executive and have the opportunity to build up the services for Parenting NI and it was a, a total delight and I enjoyed every second of it. Met wonderful people, had fantastic staff and of course the parents were and the children and the young people were the centre of all our work and that, that really mattered to me a lot. Today we've asked you to come in and talk about being a grandparent yourself and that journey yes. that you're on at the minute. Yes, well, I, I am unbelievably fortunate enough to have seven grandchildren and one great grandchild and their age ranges are from two to 29. So I have all the stages and ages of grandchildren that you could imagine and they're all so different. And I just love seeing how their personalities are developing and what they're interested in. I think for me as a, a grandparent, it gives me a purpose. Usually when people get older, their sense of purpose and where they belong and where they fit in in life may dwindle a little bit. But uh, if you're fortunate enough to have grandparent, uh, to be a grandparent and have grandchildren, uh, they add a, a completely different dimension to your life. There's always something happening with them. It could be a celebration. It could be some kind of a drama uh, or indeed it, it could be a disappointment that they're going through and I feel that gives me as the grandparent to support them through that disappointment in addition to whatever support their parents are giving them and uh, not always but sometimes that seems to be an added help to them to get them through. Uh, of course the downside of that is nobody wants to see their grandchildren or, or indeed their children in any kind of a going through a, a tough patch but um, if you are there and you are fortunate enough to be close to them that is something that you can offer and be helpful with. And I suppose then what, what differences are there between being a grandparent and that sort of advice and help compared to being a parent? Well as a parent you're you're first hand there and you're in total control with your partner if you have one but as a grandparent you're that bit removed. So in my view, you have to be careful about uh, how much you uh, are involved. You want to be involved, but being over involved and over intrusive doesn't really work. Uh, so I think uh, grandparents, uh, I'm talking about myself here, have to work it out, with, uh, particularly with different families, where you uh, sort of go in to help whether that be practical help or emotional help, where you how you do that and uh, when you do it. And that, as I say, that's different for different families. So being a grandparent is it's not firsthand, but um, the, the the bit that I think is is good is that you have the freedom, you have more freedom to come and go 
and and be connected with them as your lifestyle allows. Uh, however, uh, it's for me, it's just a total joy to be in their company at any time. And I believe and I feel that my relationship with my grandchildren and my great grandchild is exceedingly precious. Um, what is different from being a parent is that that preciousness is slightly more dependent, I think, on trust and how you build up that trusting relationship uh, because it is once removed. So what would be the most enjoyable part of being a grandparent for you? I think it is watching the different stages. Obviously, when they're young, you can resort to being extremely playful, play board games with them and be have have a fun time if if uh, you know when they're younger you certainly can have a fun time with uh, my my older grandchildren are in their 20s and the fun time might be going out to something whatever it is but what i enjoy is and what helps and widens my horizon is actually hearing about their activities i i try very hard to be interested uh, in their Football sport is not my scene, but I try to make sure I know the manager of their football team or uh, get to know whatever the various moves are in gymnastics or the, the, the drumming terms, because these are some of the things that my grandchildren are interested in. And I, I think that certainly helps, widens my knowledge, but it, al it also gives me uh, a communication point between myself and them and particularly with teenagers, they are very interested in what's going on in their lives. And therefore, I think that is uh, critically important at that stage of their life for me to be interested in their interests and try and share that. And it does give me a point of communication with them. Uh, it allows me to provide, provided I, I get the football manager's name right and don't mess that up <laughs> and so forth. Uh, but th that's, that's really... Uh, uh, a delight to have those conversations. Mind you, I might try that conversation. I might get a shrug of the shoulders uh, and they walk off. However, nothing beats a trier. So you talked about having those shared interests as a way of communication, but it's also helping you learn something from them as well. So is there that a back and forth about what you can learn from each other? There certainly is. From them, I'm, I hear they keep me current. I, I hear when they choose to share with me and I have to be careful about that because teenagers don't automatically want to share, uh, but they will share with me what is happening uh, at the various uh, you know times in their life at school, outside. I'm well aware it's probably an edited version and uh, I think that's what we all did when we were teenagers. We, <laughs> we let our parents know what we thought they wanted to know. But I do hear snippets of that and it does keep me very current with what actually um, are the worrying things that are going on and there are plenty of those for the teenagers. Uh, I like also to think that there are opportunities for us to share um, with each other about attitudes. So for, in, for instance, if they're choosing to talk about politics or um, whatever else is happening to them, we can, or, or some maybe issue with friendships, we can exchange views. And I'm very aware that 
I need to be patient and not jump in and say, well, please don't be thinking that because that's just totally wrong. You know, teenagers are very, they hold on to their their views very strongly. And uh, so I, I, I do my absolute best not to be critical of them and to give them plenty of space to express those views. Uh, and then with the older ones, we can have really good debates about ethical issues and things like that. And I hear from them and that makes me think and makes me reflect on what my attitudes and maybe I'm not, I've got that wrong all my life and I should be changing it. So it's the to and fro, fro uh, that I, I really enjoy. And within that, I think it deepens the trust because we have to, we try on both from my grandchildren's point of view and my, my point of view to accept and tolerate even the most extreme views, uh, hoping that they will inculcate that sort of attitude and when they grow a little bit older and be tolerant and accepting of other people and their diverse views. So, so it gives them a wider view of the world then, especially yeah. down from not just their parents' view, but then also yours. That's yeah. really interesting. And if I may add, I think sometimes grandparents don't actually, uh, grandchildren don't think or may not realize that grandparents have had various experiences so it can be quite an eye-opener to them to hear those experiences provided they're appropriate for the age and the understanding of the child or the young person but it can be that they don't know the background of the grandparents and therefore some of those stories are helpful provided it's not continual well I remember when I was whatever and we didn't do that put them to sleep that's really that goes down like a lead balloon I think Um, but sharing when it is appropriate to to give a little bit of insight into the life experience uh, but certainly not ramming it down their throat that the grandparents the fount of all wisdom that's I don't believe that works do you find particularly your older grandchildren are interested in your sort of past life or your history? Much, much, very much. Sometimes it's in relation to something they're going through, Mm -hmm. but it's that needs to be, I think, handled very carefully because if they start telling you something that's happening to them, you don't want to launch in or I don't anyway launch in to say, well, that thing happened to me like that 20 years ago and where did I tell you what, you know, they they want somebody to listen and be supportive in my view and uh, be an emotional help to them. So that sort of touches on what you said about setting boundaries as well, even just sort of within your own mind to sort of stop yourself and say, no, let them talk. It's it's not all about me. I suppose, do you have any advice for those who are soon to become grandparents? Yes, uh, well, I I would have some thoughts about that indeed. And I think at the outset or at this point, it's important to say, unfortunately, some grandparents don't have any contact with their grandchildren, whether that's to do with geographical reasons or whether it's because of a dispute. Uh, And that's heartbreaking. And um, I have talk to grandparents in that situation and I, I, I feel for them so deeply. Um, but if you're a new grandparent, I would strongly suggest that you take the lead from the parent or parents of the child. 
they're trying to get used to being a family. They've been a couple if there are two of them and now they're a family and that needs time for them. They need to be given, in my view, space to make that work and above all to get to know the baby, the child and work things out for themselves. I think some it can be very tempting for some grandparents, particularly those who've been very involved with the son or the daughter, uh, whoever the parent is of the, the child. Um, and they have gone shopping with them every Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday and think that that's going to continue. The routine is totally different. And I would be suggesting that uh, they ask the parent or parents, you know, how, what support can I give you? Um, do, is it, would it be helpful for me to stay overnight and give you a continuous night's sleep, which new parents are usually begging for? Would it be helpful for you, me to do your earning, your shopping, whatever? And if you sort of negotiate that or discuss that, it is much more likely to have a more lasting, relation, strong relationship between grandparent and parent. Otherwise, if you arrive at the back door at eight o'clock in the morning, uh, how and you know that that can really divide the parents and it can put a, a strain on between the parent parents and the grandparents however however unwittingly uh, people do that i really would suggest it's uh, advisable to take the lead from the parents as to what what way they would like support and then it can be enormously useful uh, so and also i think there are a lot of routines that happen in families like everybody always comes to me on uh, Christmas Day and we always do that. When parents have a new baby, they might want to be at home with that. And so I would be saying to grandparents, please allow that to happen. This is a new uh, situation for them that they find themselves in. Please give some space and you'll see them another day and and that'll work out much better if everybody sort of, I don't like to use the word negotiates, but probably it's better to say compromises and uh, everybody wins then rather than saying, oh, you must, you must, you must. I don't think there's any, that, in my view, that's not helpful for a grandparent to come across like that. And then everybody enjoys the, the new baby. Yeah. And the new families will be making their own traditions, I'm sure, as well. And it's about incorporating into that, Absolutely. like you said, instead of fighting against it. I, 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 absolutely. Uh, and I know so many families are so dependent on grandparents for childminding. They save them a fortune uh, and they they do so much for the parents and the, and the grandchildren. And it can be an enormous boost to just how they function and how they actually manage from day to day with the level of the cost of living. That, that can be an enormous boost for families. So grandparents, I think, by and large, are invaluable to so many families. And that precious relationship, I think, has to be preserved and very carefully nurtured. In terms of boundaries, if a grandparent was being asked to do too much, yes, is there a more sensitive way Tricky. to talk about that with the parent? Because um, obviously you have your own social life and your own routines. How do you negotiate that? For me, it's about expectations. You know, if uh, the 
the parents feel, well, we'll just ask Granny, we'll just ask Grandpa uh, on Saturday night and every second Saturday so that we can go out <coughs> if they can afford it this day and age. But uh, they, you know, that expectation, if that starts, I think the grandparents need to say, I'm really happy to do this, but, uh, you know, to work out with my own social life or my own routine, it would I can offer this and this. How does that work for you? I mean, I think it is about compromising and not having unfair expectations. Uh, and I, I know that causes, uh, can cause rifts in families because they feel, well, you're very lucky to look after, to have the opportunity to look after the grandchildren. Well, you are, but not at everybody's beck and call. So there needs to be some respect for each other, respect for the grandparent and respect for the parents. Do you think that responsibility needs to change as you're getting older as well and you maybe can't keep up with them physically, you know, lifting smaller children, running around after them? Does that need to be a conversation if you get to the point where you just feel, you know, this is too much for me? It's funny you say that. I saw two quite what I thought were quite elderly parents pushing a young child in a pram this morning. And that very thought crossed my mind and I thought, you know, how when that child who looked like toddler age gets out of the pram, I hope they're fit enough to run after them and pull them out of the cupboard that they're dismantling and so forth and so on. Uh, so I I think I think it is for the parents to be aware that their 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 own grandparents are getting older and keep checking out. Is this okay with you? So what would be the key message or takeaway from from today's podcast that you would say to other grandparents? I think it's embedded in communication. And not only is that about how and when and where and how, how that they, they connect with each other on a more general way, but specifically about issues such as discipline and um, what the children what the parents want the children to eat when they're at granny's house and i know very kindly grandparents say well sure it doesn't matter i'm the granny and i can give them sweets or treats whatever but if the parents don't want that we actually i feel quite strongly that we need to be consistent and go along with that mm -hmm. and certainly if there are big gaps between the style of the parents disciplining and parenting style and that of the grandparents, the children become very confused. They can cope, of course, with a little bit of a difference, and uh, but a big gap. The children's behaviour can, can exhibit that they are confused and don't understand it. And, and you get children then playing one parent off a grandparent, for example. So I would, I would really strongly suggest that both parents and the grandparents consider always communicating, unpicking whatever issues there are and coming to some agreement. It doesn't have to be formal, but it ha they need to understand each other where, where they're both coming from for the sake of the child, who is the most important thing in any of these relationships. Mm -hmm.